Today, we're going to be talking about whether you should be focusing on your Facebook business page, your group, or your personal profile to get the best results for your business. Hiya, I'm Steve Haradine, and welcome to episode number two of the Tribe Geeks podcast. Don't go away. You're listening to the Tribe Geeks podcast, brought to you by tribegeeksacademy.com. This podcast was created for just one reason, to help you to improve your organic marketing skills and leverage the power of Facebook to generate more leads, more sales, and more impact with your online business. We've been using Facebook groups and organic marketing methods to build our business and work from home for more than nine years now, and we've picked up a trick or two. Join us on our journey as we share what's worked for us, what hasn't, and how you can use that to build an audience of raving fans and buyers for your business with your host, Steve Haradine. So if you're looking to build your business organically with Facebook, at some point, you've probably asked yourself the question, you know, what's the difference between a profile a page and a group? And what should you focus on to build your business? Now, this is a question that we get asked a lot. So we thought it'd be a good idea to lay out the pros and cons of each different aspect of Facebook. And in our opinion, the best way to use each one to build your online business and grow your audience. Now, if you're already a little bit confused, I wouldn't blame you. Okay, but don't worry. We're going to walk through everything you need to know. So Let's start by looking at the 30,000 foot view of what we're trying to achieve as business owners, or at least what we should be trying to achieve. Now, as complicated as many of the gas bag gurus out there online would have you believe building a business online is, it essentially comes down to doing just three things pretty well. Now, these are the broad strokes, but in basic terms, here's what we need to be trying to do when we're building our business online. Firstly, we need to grow as large an audience of people as possible around our niche or our message, which means getting our content and our message in front of as many people as possible. Now, if you're stuck as to what this looks like for you, I'd strongly suggest that you go and listen to last week's podcast because I go deep on how to nail your niche and get clear on your message. But suffice to say, we need as big an audience as possible because if nobody knows who we are, then it's going to be all but impossible, really, to sell them anything or to help them in any meaningful way. Secondly, we need a way to engage with that audience regularly, to build know, like and trust. It's a really important factor. Now, this is also known as goodwill. But essentially, if people don't know us, like us, then they, you know, they're not going to give us the money that they've worked hard to get. And if they don't trust us to be able to help solve their problem then it'd be a bit daft, really, to hand over any money. So we need a way to carry on speaking to the people we meet online so they can get to know us, hopefully like us, and to trust that we're the ones to help them get what they want. And this happens over a bit of time. So we need a way to keep the conversation going. And third, we need to make regular compelling offers to our audience, promoting products and services that we know are going to help them to get what they want easier and faster. Now, you'll notice I said make offers, right? Not I'm not talking about just kind of slinging a link in their direction and then moving on to the next person. We need to be making really clear, concise, compelling offers. Now, 
I know I've kind of simplified that a bit, but in broad terms, that's our objective. And the size of each person's bank account depends really on their ability and their effectiveness in being able to do these three things. And really, that's all there is to it. Now, you might want to write that down because I want you to remember that as we go through this episode, because different parts of Facebook are good for different elements of that simple equation that I just laid out. So here's how Facebook works, essentially. There are three main parts to Facebook, and only one of them is mandatory. There's only one part that you have to have, and that's your Facebook personal profile. In order to have any kind of Facebook account, you have to have a personal profile, and it has to be based on who you are. Facebook say that you can't have more than one, because there's only one of you. (laughs) That makes sense. And if you need multiples, um, they'll literally just straight away assume that you're, you're up to shenanigans, you're up to something, and they don't like that. The other two parts to Facebook, remember we said there are three, but the other two parts are your business page and your Facebook group or groups. Now, This might seem a little obvious to those who've been around Facebook for a while, but you would be absolutely amazed how many people we come across who are asking about their group page. So let's clear that one up, right? That's not a thing. (laughs) There is no such thing as a group page. Your page is your page and your group is your group. They're totally different and we use them in totally different ways. Now, Facebook don't make you have either of these but they're both really useful for building your business. So as it's the one part of Facebook that you have to have, let's first of all focus on the personal profile. Now, one thing that we do want to be very clear about is that although we do use our personal profiles for business and promoting ourselves, we never actually sell there. Okay, I want to get that one really, really clear right from the get-go. You never sell on your Facebook personal profile. Facebook actually forbid selling on personal profiles. And if you're busted doing it, there's a good chance that they will take your account down. Okay, so you've been warned. (laughs) And we actually think that's really totally fair on Facebook's part. And here's why. Facebook are essentially a business, right? They, They do what they do to earn money, like most businesses. And their product, the thing that allows them to make money, is the ads that they sell to people and other companies that allow them to advertise to their specific market. Now, Facebook can only charge what they charge for ads because they've got what the advertisers want. And that's the audience, right? It's the people. It's the eyeballs that advertisers want on their ads. Facebook have got the market share. Now, Facebook have got the people because they give us a great user experience and They've got a platform that people keep coming back to every single day, quite often, you know, multiple times a day for multiple hours at a time. And they're going to clamp down on anything that spoils that user experience because they don't want people to get so sick of being pitched and sold to every time they log in that they end up getting fed up and leaving and going to another platform. Okay, that's the total opposite of what Facebook wants. So we ask that you never sell from your personal profile. So if that's the case, if we can't sell from our personal profile, then how do you use your personal profile? So to use a physical comparison, let's use this as an illustration, I'll ask you to think of your personal profile 
as being kind of like a coffee shop. So let's just have a look at that for a moment. What do people generally do in coffee shops? Well, they go there to hang out with their friends. They'll talk about their day. They'll tell stories. They catch up with people and, you know, that builds relationships. They basically relax and have fun. Now, imagine that you're meeting with a group of your friends at this coffee shop and there's this one friend, right, this one person who just takes every single opportunity to jump in and hijack the conversation to try to talk to you about why you should buy something that they're selling. You know, they're just going to try and sell you something they're pushing, even though you never asked for it, never expressed any interest in it, you know, didn't ever say you fancied having this thing, but they're always, always, always trying to get you to buy this thing. How long do you think it would be before, as a group, you stopped inviting that person out for coffee? I'm guessing it wouldn't be very long, right? <laughs> it definitely wouldn't be if it was in my circle of friends. Um, and if your friends used to ask you out for coffee, but now they don't, that person might be you. <laughs> just something to think about, right? But that's what most people do when they're trying to build a business on Facebook, and then they get frustrated when they don't make sales. The truth is, it's just not a good way to do business. People will see your profile, see all of your company banners and pitchy posts, and they're going to instantly assume that if they connect with you, then they're going to get pitched to as well. So that's as far as they generally go. They'll disconnect because they don't want to be pitched to. A far more effective way of using your personal profile is to have it optimized in such a way that it tells the people who end up there exactly what you do and how you can help them to solve their problem and then make it easy for them to take the next step if they want to know more. And this filters out anyone who's not interested in what you have. And also, by extension, it also eliminates just about all of those uncomfortable conversations, you know, when you're trying to think of how you can somehow turn the conversation onto your business so you can make your pitch and sling your link, which absolutely sucks, by the way. <laughs> it sucks actually doing it and having it done to you. So how do you get people to know what you do and allow them to take the next step with you? Well, there are actually 13 specific strategic ways just from your personal profile. Now, I can't get into specifics here, but we do cover them in detail inside the Tribe Geeks Academy, which is our VIP training academy. Um, we have a module on how to set up your personal profile the right way, and we teach all of those tactics and techniques in there. In essence, though, the first step is to start creating useful content that shows your target audience that you're somebody that can help them get what they want, that you've got the answers to their questions. That's really attractive when people first come across you online. Now, you can do this by dropping in helpful posts, doing Facebook Lives, posting videos, that kind of thing, as well as showing how you've helped others and showing case studies on your profile. You know, you don't need to be spammy to sell. Just show people that you can help them. Just let them know that you can help them by actually helping them. Right? I know it's a bit of a cliche now, but if you do, they'll come to you. And when they do, you send them from your personal profile to wherever you want them to go, which in our opinion should be your Facebook group. So to summarize this section, your Facebook personal profile is great for completing task number one of those three tasks that we mentioned in the beginning, 
And that's growing a large audience because if you create great engaging content, then Facebook will show it to a lot of people. Unfortunately, the downside is your content is actually buried quite quickly. And so it's hard to build much goodwill with your audience on an ongoing basis. It's also not a good place to make offers from, as we've said, and try to sell your stuff because Facebook just forbid it. They just say you can't do that. And you run the risk of losing your Facebook account completely if they catch you. And being Facebook, there is no appeal process. There's no second chance. If they catch you and take your account down, that's pretty much it. You're, you're done. So we don't want to run the risk of doing that. So seeing as you can't actually sell from your profile, should you then focus your marketing efforts on your Facebook business page? Well, the answer to that question is, it depends. <laughs> the answer everybody loves, right? It depends. Now, remember that we said that Facebook earns its money through selling ads. Well, this is where they want you to do just that on your business page. They want you to run ads. Now, your Facebook business page is the part of Facebook that hosts your ad manager account, and it's where you'll set up and run your ad campaigns from. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know what, I don't have an ad budget or I don't have a high converting offer yet, you'll need to use more than just your business page. You'll need to use those organic methods. Now, if your Facebook personal profile is the equivalent of an online coffee shop, then I want you to think of your Facebook business page as your virtual shop front. Now here, you're generally going to want to be more business-like and professional as opposed to being kind of laid back and, you know, really personal, like you're going to be on your personal profile. We just want to present ourselves as more of a, of a business, right? We want to be a bit more professional. Now, I know a lot of people love using their business pages to promote their businesses. And the one huge upside is that Facebook are happy for you to sell stuff using your business page. They actively encourage it, right? They give you tools to allow you to do it. The downside is they really want to encourage you to pay for it because the organic reach on your business page is woefully low compared to your personal profile. Statistics, if you are a believer in statistics and you like statistics, I do personally, I like to keep, you know, abreast of what's going on in the market. Well, statistics dictate that your organic reach, in other words, the reach that you'll get on your business page, if you're using free methods, if you're just posting organic content, is between two and five percent of your audience. And that means that if you've got a hundred followers and you put up a post, Facebook will actually show that content to between two and five of those people, which is really low. That's a really, really difficult way to get your message in front of a lot of new people. So should you even bother? Should you even bother with a business page? Well, absolutely you should. It's still a great way to market your business, even if the reach is lower. And each follower that you have on your business page is like a vote of confidence in your business and what you do. So we would definitely still recommend using your page. It's just not a great way to build a large audience because the organic reach is so low. Now, to build that audience, you need lots of people seeing your content. It also limits your ability to build the know, like, and trust with your tribe because your reach is going to be so choked by the algorithm. And yes, you can make offers from your page, but if your audience aren't seeing them, 
then you might have to hold off buying that island in the Bahamas just for a little bit, <laughs> okay? And I have to say that from Facebook's standpoint, we totally get it. I mean, if they gave you free access to their entire database of users and they allowed you to advertise to them at will, they wouldn't earn very much in the way of people buying ads, would they? And Facebook is a business after all, first and foremost, and that's fine. We just have to know the best way to use it within the rules to achieve what we want for our business. So what about Facebook groups? And as you might have guessed, right, we're moving it on to our favorite, the Facebook group. So if your personal profile is like a coffee shop where you chill with your friends and your business page is like your shop front, then your Facebook group can be compared to a party, let's say, back at your place, right, where you're the host and it's your responsibility to get the party started. And that means that you're going to have to lay on a few activities to get your members talking to each other. Now, you'll need to make introductions, lay on a few party games, metaphorically speaking. Obviously, this is all virtual, right? And make sure that everyone is enjoying the atmosphere. The good news is that you don't have to do this for very long because soon your group is going to be a hive of activity with members engaging with each other. And before long, your community is going to be in full swing. So you might be hearing this and thinking to yourself, well, you can't use a Facebook group to build an audience. And you'd be kind of right. But let me expand on that a bit on what our experience has been. Now, our personal profiles, and I say ours, I'm really referring to Sam because Sam is definitely a better networker than I am. Um, she is, you know, out there using her personal profile really, really effectively. And that has gone and done a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to building our audience and our Facebook groups. And like I said earlier, we have a very specific technique to use in our Facebook personal profiles in order to do this. And we show you how it's done inside the Tribe Geeks Academy. But here's another way that having a popular Facebook group will help you build your audience once you've got a few people inside your group to start with. Now, once your numbers start to grow, and they will, if you follow what we're teaching, you're going to start to be recognized as a leader in your niche. Now, don't freak out when I say that, right? It doesn't mean you suddenly have to have a PhD in whatever your group is all about. It's just human behavior kicking in because we're all taught from a really young age that the person at the front of the room is the expert and they know best. Okay, that's drummed into us literally from our first day of school. Now, I went to school, I started school when I was like five years old. So from the age of five, this was literally programmed into me to be quiet and listen to the person who's at the front of the class. They're the expert, right? The person at the head of the class is the expert. They've got natural authority. Now, the pupils can interact, but they're not the leader of the group. That's how we're conditioned. Well, inside your Facebook group, you're the one that's seen as the person at the front of the class, right? All you have to do is show up and teach a little bit. In fact, if you start teaching too much, it's actually a turnoff for the members of your group. Just give them somewhere to call home online. Just give them somewhere to go where they feel understood and they feel like they're connecting with their people, their tribe. And if you can do that, then a cool thing happens you'll start to get noticed by other people who've got groups. 
And as long as you're not in direct competition, you're often going to be asked to speak in front of those other people's groups, in front of the other person's audience. Now, when that happens, do you think some of those other group members are going to come over and join your group too? They're going to come and check you out? Well, yeah, of course they will. It just stands to reason. And that's happened to us so many times. In fact, here's a, a recent experience that Sam had. Um, she started showing up inside Fraser Brooks's group. Now, if you don't know of Fraser, he's a fantastic guy, very, very successful marketer. But Sam was basically showing up inside Fraser's group and, you know, among other groups and offering some cool advice, never selling, never going in and pitching or, or being detrimental in any way, just handing out useful tips, just being a person of value inside that group. And then basically she got on Fraser's radar and he asked her to come into his group and do some training about Facebook groups because he knew that that was Sam's area of expertise. Now, I believe at the time, I think his group had about 30,000 members. So she did the training, went really well. She's actually done a few now, but next she was then invited to speak on stage at his live event. And at that live event, there were around 1,500 people. So Sam's now in front of a, a live audience of 1,500 people. Now, needless to say, our audience grew as a direct result of doing that. But this definitely wouldn't have happened if we didn't have a Facebook group and an audience to endorse our authority in our niche in the first place. You know, without our group and the edification of our members, we are literally just another couple of faces in the crowd. And not only that, but, you know, we've been invited onto numerous podcasts and asked to train many, many other audiences as well. It's just how it works. So do Facebook groups help to grow your audience? Well, actually, yeah, they do. But to get things moving and continually grow your audience, you'll need to use them alongside your personal profile. So with that in mind, let's get on to part two of our objective there, building know, like, and trust or goodwill with your audience. Now, by adding themselves to your group, your members have essentially told Facebook that they want to see your group content. Facebook still doesn't show it to everyone in your group, but the content that you put out is going to be seen by the majority, which is completely converse to what happens on your business page. Right? Most people in your group will see it, whereas on your business page, only a very, very small percentage of people are going to see it. Now, this means that you can regularly get in front of your audience inside your group with quality content to warm them up for you. Right? You can talk to them about why you do what you do, why you believe the things that you do, and why you're on your particular mission. And this builds a really strong bond between you and your audience. It's a It creates a totally different dynamic to those people who are just out there trying to sell somebody something after meeting them online, maybe once or twice. Okay, totally different dynamic. And if you, again, if you believe the stats, if you like the stats, which I do, right? I love data. Um, the stats now say that in order for someone to feel comfortable enough to buy something from somebody online, they typically need to have had between 25 and 32 interactions with the person that they're buying from. 25 and 32 interactions. Now, Facebook groups make that not only possible, but it's actually really easy to achieve. So finally, what about selling? Are we able to sell stuff inside our Facebook groups? 
Well, yes, you can. You know, Facebook allow you to promote your products and services inside your group. They actually have no problem with that at all, which is very different from your personal profile. Now, we still wouldn't advise making offers until you've built a decent amount of goodwill with your audience. You know, we don't want to go straight in and just make them make our audience feel like a paycheck. We want to build goodwill first because nobody likes to feel like they're just there to be a payday for you. Right. So we always advise delivering lots of value first. And like I've said, Facebook groups are a great way to build your audience as they show you to be an expert in your niche and give your audience somewhere that they can plug into where they feel understood and they feel comfortable. They are absolutely great at building the know, like and trust factor, and they do it much more effectively than either your personal profile or your business page. And because they allow us to warm our audiences up so well by putting that, that great content in front of them, they're a great place to make offers um, without breaking any of the Facebook rules. Now, if you want to grow your Facebook group faster and easier than ever, I would definitely recommend that you check out the Tribe Geeks Academy. It is the best resource there is for building your group. And I'll leave a link in the show notes for this episode where you can go ahead and find out more. So I would love to hear your comments on where you're focusing your efforts on Facebook. And if you haven't yet, why not join our free Facebook group and say hi? We would absolutely love to meet you. So that just about wraps up this episode. I'd love to know if you got value from it. I'll be back with another episode of the Tribe Geeks podcast next week. So until then, take care and thanks for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Tribe Geeks Academy. If you're an online expert or a home business owner and you're looking to build your tribe, then we've got everything you need. We'll show you how to harness your message so your audience know exactly how you can help them. We'll show you how to build a huge warm audience that recognize you as the go-to person in your niche. And we'll show you how to tie it all together using systems and strategies without the confusing technobabble. Bottom line, we'll show you how to leverage the power of Facebook and groups to make more impact and more sales. Want to know more? Head on over to tribegeeksacademy.com and let us help you get your business on the map. I'll see you over there.